There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So, the Milan boys, watch out. Right now we're under, we're rum and we're sensi. English harbor, you know we drink plenty. Hustle hard, rich and pocket never empty. If thanks to blessing it a shower, it a flow. When it's a rum table, yo, shock, pick up yourself on this podcast. You know, you don't know what just stick a representative, you're listening to the rum table podcast. So, you know. Boom. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. As you know, it's a rum table podcast. It's your boy. Rich, aka Real Big Man Ting, with me as always is my guy. It's Shaq. Just Shaq, you don't know. Yo, forget Shaq. We got somebody <laughs> special in the building. Super special. So honored to be here. Honestly, we are humbled to have you. Um, guys, you know what? As usual, I gotta make Shaq roll out the red carpet. Shaq, who we have out mm-hmm. here. Red carpet prepared. Alright, so... <laughs> Um, for those of you who don't know, this is a very, very special young lady, a very, very big inspiration for Huge. entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs on a whole, on a whole, not just from the Caribbean, not just from Canada, but just in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you guys are farty guys. <laughs> no, it's facts is facts. Facts is facts. Anybody that, anybody that knows of the brand crowned, that's right. Maybe doesn't know who the actual woman is behind the brand itself. It'd be surprising to me if they really don't know. Maybe, I'm saying maybe. For those that don't know, this is, her name is Kaya. Um, We go way back. Way back. This is a full circle moment for me. (laughs) It is, it is, it is. We go way back. And I'm very, very excited and I'm very happy you actually agreed to be on this podcast with us. Of course. I love what you guys are doing. Thank you. In such a short time, you guys have really set up very well. So very proud of you guys as well. Thank you. Thank you. And your intro. I was really vibing. (laughs) Shout out to whoever did your intro. Shout out to Drastic. You know Drastic is on TV. That's Drastic. Oh, nice. Shout out to the boss, Drastic. Um, as you guys can tell, we're doing it pretty antiguan. It's going from the intro. It's <laughs> going from, we got Kaya. She's doing huge things here. Mm-hmm. And we figured, you know what? Before we even get into the topic, we're, we're going to bring more antiguan into it. Shaq, what are we drinking? Ooh. Well, first of all, 
we're getting into the rum facts or we're just hitting with what they're drinking well they, they need to know we're drinking before you can't get into the all rum right facts. so yes. so we're drinking the antigua's finest english harbor Ooh. 10 year old reserve yes. the re- 10 years we had me. we had to reserve that for the best we got kaya here we reserved Real red that. carpet treatment exactly. thank you <laughs> so all right so all right, so I'm bringing in the rum facts before we even get into the topics in them. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, please uh, get into the rum facts while I start getting Tell the drinks ready. Okay, so that's the. All right, so boom, my rum facts. This one hits it's close to home because it is bottled at home in Antigua. All right, this is a a company, English Harbor, was first of all named after the port English Harbor in Antigua. Which is where, um, which is where the English and the French used to have some major battles, confrontations back in the time. So it's deep in the history of Antigua. They've had time to perfect their craft. Um, specifically, when it comes to this bottle, the ten-year-old, it's a blend of a few of their rums, even up to like a twenty-five-year-old rum they'll have. You know, Ooh, aged, aged from in the, the archives, <laughs> <laughs> pulled up, pulled up from back in the depths. Um, they have the rum aged in their oak chips barrels, which give it a really, really nice flavor, a mellow flavor. Mm. You know what? Even on the rum fact, mega, mega smell this give, one. Give us too. a little sip. Mm. It smells solid. <laughs> it smells solid. <laughs> like, like the oak. I can <laughs> like smell the, the aroma <laughs> from here. <laughs> oh man, I'm excited for this one, man. Um, I love English Alba personally, as Shaq said, it's something we normally drink at home. And um, we feel like home right now having Kaya with us. So um, cheers to all you guys. Cheers, cheers for welcoming me. I feel right at home. And uh, right. let's get into it. Uh, Goes down real smooth. Oh, this is a good one. All right. N- now we can start. Yes, we can. <laughs> um, I, I'm going st- to I'm, I'm at least give you guys some chasers. You know, yeah, I don't no, want y'all to... I was trying to play big and take myself on the rocks. <laughs> no, you... I'm definitely going to need some ginger ale. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're treating you like a boss because we know you're a boss. I'm actually going to add this to the rum facts. The afterburn, they're kind of smooth still, you know. (laughs) Real smooth. Yo, get your English out, but the 10-year-old is is amazing. So, for us to start, I got to ask you, Kaya, tell us, for the people that don't know, tell us about yourself. Tell us, you know, how did you start, you know, how you grew up. Talk to us. What's up? Um, Yeah, so the brand is Crowned. Um, but I spelled it K-R-W-N-D to kind of be trendy, no vowels, start with a K, because so my name smart. is Kaya. Um, okay. But yeah, I've been doing it since uh, about 2014. Um, to be honest, when I started, it was never really a full-blown business idea. I kind of just led with what I like to do, and it was kind of just like a creative outlet, a hobby. Um, I've always liked to make things, like from when I was a kid, I always knew I wanted to be in a creative field. Um, but I, when I think back to like growing up, there was never really many outlets that would kind of develop you know, the creative industries, especially growing up in the Caribbean, that's not really like a lucrative business idea. So for me, it was always just like a hobby and something I love to do. I kind of always need a creative outlet just to balance out, you know, like the day-to-day routine. So it started out as a hobby. I was just making stuff for myself and just stuff I wanted to see and wear. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, people would start to ask, oh, like, where can I get this? They wanted to, you know, they wanted to be able to buy it. So I started a website. Um, and then it kind of really just 
turn into business through that you know I started um, doing all online I never really had anything physical and at this point mm. I don't think I'll ever do like a physical store mm -hmm. right. um, online is definitely the easiest way to go for me no overhead mm. uh, but yeah I started out as a hobby while in school I went to school for um, business and um, to be honest it only really became like a full-blown business I left my job in about what was it 2020 just when the pandemic hit mm -hmm. so i've been right. doing it full-time for a little over a year and to be honest i always question why i didn't stop and do that sooner wow. um because it really took off once i was able to really put all of my time and effort into it um i guess what they say is so true like if you treat it like a hobby it'll pay you like a hobby so mm. right, um right. for me taking that leap of faith and leaving my job was definitely um the biggest transition i experienced in doing it in the what five plus years that i've been doing it um, but yeah, I sell jewelry, I design it, and I work with manufacturers to actually produce it. I used to do a lot of stuff handmade myself, um, but now we've kind of uh, leveled up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> leveled yeah. up the quality, leveled up the manufacturing. Bust up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been super helpful in just allowing me to focus on like design and actually the back end and operations. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the business in a nutshell. I focus a lot on custom jewelry, um, a lot of like nameplates, a lot of body pieces, and then I also have collections that are just like in stock ready to go but um, my focus is mainly a lot of custom stuff I like to be able to like for me jewelry is very symbolic and very sentimental so I like for it to always be able to kind of have some type of representation some type of sentimental value some type of deeper meaning so for me that's kind of like why I was drawn to jewelry so much it's like wearable art to me mm. so, so yeah listen listen no that's that's some gems right there <laughs> y'all heard right I, I didn't even know where to start because I'm stuck in the fact that you you're, you're, you're your head is so your game is there, but oh, it's it, let's just say it's like things that you're you're saying like yo you're leveling up. You decided to leave during a pandemic to do this full time. Those are the scariest moments for some people, right? Definitely, and it's it's not something I just say like oh you know if you have you know a business idea leave your job and you know right. put all your eggs in one basket. That's definitely not it. You still have to be like calculated risks yeah and it's definitely important to understand that it takes a while to kind of get to that point where you it, your business can sustain you full-time so definitely proceed with caution and like it's okay to have a part-time job or something else that right. fulfills and can really bring the money to the table but i mean at some point you kind of just got to take that leap of faith sometimes and kind of put that faith in yourself and your abilities and right yeah, i right. think for me that was like the biggest um, takeaway from doing this and like you know, the five past six years was just to really bet on myself. Right. Once I did that, the whole game really changed for me. Yo, yo, anybody listening right now can hear just how solid of a, a, a person. I know. Huh? Like, you're, sure you're, so, you're so sure. I, I'm telling you, that's what I'm noticing as well. But y you know what? Let me just chime in because I know how you said you're just you're selling jewelry. To me, you're not even just selling jewelry because women alone are not going to be the only ones inspired by this. Right. Personally, your pieces have been on top name people. That's not something that anyone can just say. People that people are saying, yo, celebrities that they just want to look into Let, them. Like, I'm not. Do we should we even name drop the people? Like, bring the names Aisha on, yo. Curry, <laughs> yeah, Winnie Harlow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're come on. You're, you're so humble right now. These Sitting are big here, humble stuff. As shit. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's definitely, but it's, honestly, I can sit here and like, I'll say that's all great, but like, honestly, a lot of it came just so organic. Like, I honestly can't even, people would ask, like, how did you get on the, this person or that person? Right. And honestly, it always happened so organically. Um, like, honestly, I have to credit a lot of like my success to like, mm-hmm. honestly, God, like a lot of the things I've spoken about, I've prayed yeah. about, have honestly manifested themselves. So when people are like, oh my God, you did this, you did that. Sometimes it's so hard to take credit because like, I honestly don't even know how it happened, how I did it, how I got there sometimes, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I think it's just about having that intention and just kind of letting God meet you halfway and see, you know, what he can make out of it. I feel like as long as you're positive and proactive in something, the doors will kind of organically open, you know? Like, that sounds a little wishy-washy. No, no, I hear that. Lead with intention. <laughs> yeah. So how does that how does that feel, you coming from the islands, and then you come to a place like this where it's like a whole different ball game, and not only do you build something, but you you're it's a name like like it, you knocked it out of the, the park honestly i really personally think so and it's, it's still still so much mo- i'm sure i'm it's still sure so it is to you grow. like it clearly to you like you know i can be so much further like Definitely. this is but it's still such an inspiration it's, it's still such a big deal how does that feel to you are you just so like adjusted to it it's like oh it's nothing it's just a another tuesday or are you still like you know what it is a really big deal what i've done yeah, no, it's definitely a bit of both because, like, at the end of the day, it's kind of like this is, like, my job and this is what I do. But at the same time, it's like I can't necessarily downplay these milestones because this is what I, I work is. towards, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, so it's definitely surreal and kind of hearing it back and you guys say it, it makes it seem so much different from me, like, actually living it and my head's in the sand. I'm always tunnel vision, just working. So to kind of hear the insight from you guys, it really validates, you know, the whole business and idea for me. So... I appreciate the input you guys have, but um, but yeah, definitely these are like they're definitely milestones to hit and to recognize. Huge, huge. Yeah. <laughs> these are big deals. <laughs> just, yo, that's how it, you know she's gonna be so much bigger because right. she's just casually like, yeah, she's yeah, yeah, like you know these are milestones. But and, I'm still, uh, I still I got still, bigger goals. <laughs> like gonna be happening. Guys. I I thought about these, but then I got other goals that I'm still working on. Right, you know, but. Oh, I'm not even looking at it from just a, a jewelry standpoint or one. I'm looking at it from just a business on a whole. Mm-hmm. How many, I'm sure you probably know personally, how many businesses you've seen from friends or family that they've started and then they have somewhat just crumbled? Right. Happens you know, and you've still been at it. You said from 2014? Yeah. In 2021. Yeah. So honestly, and guys, nothing happens overnight. Don't ever believe that hype. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, personally, I've believed in you from so long. You, it, you, you're, you're one you're of the OG one, customers. But so it's, thank but you. it's, but it, but me, you, you and I spoke about something. It's the, it's the type of, it's the way you move. Hmm. You're, you're moving like you're my shit is the shit. Right. You know, you weren't moving like yo. These are just some knockoffs that you know anybody could do right you, you, you're with confidence right yeah. you know what i mean you really can't take away the, the value from that yeah i know definitely i think if at the end of the day like you have to sell your stuff so you got to believe in it more than anybody you know but at the same time i think it's so important just to kind of remain humble to a degree you know but right um, but but yeah like it's it's definitely surreal to kind of see that it's manifested into a lot more than i ever thought it would be so now it's really to just kind of stay focused you know and not kind of lost in you know all the milestones but also to just kind of keep the end vision um 
the end vision kind of in perspective, you know, and I still don't know what the end vision is because I think every time you kind of hit a new goal, you mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that whole perception kind of changes. I don't think there's ever like a final destination when right. it comes to your goals, but um, mm-hmm. you just keep, you just keep expanding. Yeah, 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 no, honestly, like every time something new happens or something new is accomplished, I think it's always important to kind of sit back and reevaluate and, you know, just make sure is this still in line with my intentions? Is this still in line with my vision? Is this still in line, you know, with like my, my views and my goals? So mm. So yeah, definitely always taking inventory. Look at Shock. Right, I right, know Shock's right, over there loving right, this. Shock, right, I, I right. know Shock is loving this. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I want to pick your brains a little bit. I want to bring out what this topic is really kind of all about, right? Like, and I'm gonna ask you this, and I know we spoke about it before. Um, I'm still gonna ask it. I'm still gonna ask you, and I want you to answer as honest as you did the first time, just definitely, because okay. the way you answer this is going to is going to open people's eyes in a kind of way. Okay. What does women's empowerment mean to you? I think that's such a, I don't want to say slippery slope, but there's so much that encompasses like women empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I think it's marketed as like women helping women, you know, and kind of like supporting each other mm-hmm. and kind of men being able to vouch women to kind of open doors where they would normally you know, be positioned to kind of to say, hey, let me pass this on to a woman. Right, right. Um, so I think there's definitely that that aspect of it, which is actually mobilizing women. It's more than just like encouraging them and saying, oh, you're doing great, but it's important to be able to mobilize women. Because mm-hmm. um, I think there's a lot of fluff out there with the whole women empowerment. It's like, oh, like you go girl, but yeah, like, yeah. okay, like how, how sustainable is that? Exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very much like a hot topic, a very yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's true. trending topic. But I think... For me, when it comes to, like, women empowerment, I think it's always important to, like, understand, like, the, I guess, the environment that you operate within. Because, like, to me, I try not to, like, take on the idea of barriers. Like, yes, there are so many barriers. And, yes, Mm -hmm. men make more money and they do this. But, like, when you really think of it, there's a niche and a market for everybody. So if you know the arena you're playing in, a lot of other factors don't even necessarily, like, really come into play. You know what I mean? Like, for me, I kind of understand where I, I, I stand within my market, and I really just try to operate within that and kind of, like, tunnel vision. I don't let barriers get to me. I don't let, like, you know, someone says no. Like, to me, that no is never a final answer. Mm-hmm. No just means mm-hmm. I need to do more work. I need to look in a new direction. I need to, you know, hit somebody else up. Like, there's definitely, a, like, the barriers are there, you know. Like, there, it's not to downplay that. But for me, women empowerment is just, like, whenever you get a no, it's just, like, Go back to the drawing board and re-strategize. You know, like there's a million ways to get it. Choose one. Like don't yeah, let, yeah. you know, what society is telling you and the barriers that they're kind of enforcing upon you be that end all be all. You know what I mean? I like right. that. I, I like that. The That's, only the only quick question I'm wondering in it, do you think personally, when you say stay in your own lane, should that stop you from let's just say expanding into like another field? Let's just say you're in the jewelry business. What if I wanted to get in the shoe business, just a little plug there. You got a shoe collaboration. You might say a little plug. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's he- Foot Locker? Let's talk about that Foot Locker collaboration. Yeah, that's no, definitely so, you know different I mean? to see jewelry in a footwear space. So that was really, really cool to be able to kind of um, get in, get into that space. Yeah. That's a that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. This is huge. Honestly, is a lot of props to you for just being able to see that. Um, I remember um, me and my wife trying to get it because it's on the the european website right we don't even have it in and Canada. it's just like <laughs> it was just like gone it was mm. like we couldn't even get access to it you know but but then but going back to my question do you think does that stop should some, someone actually be stopped from going into another lane let's just say you wanted to branch off 
and do something else. Definitely not because I feel like every field has different demographics that you can kind of attain to. Like, yes, jewelry market is extremely broad. There's so many people doing similar to what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's really about knowing your customer and knowing your your brand voice and like what you stand for. And once that's prevalent and and there then the audience will come like same Mm. thing for let's say you want to go into shoes there's like there's shoes for men there's shoes for kids there's shoes for there's so many different demographics you can kind of go into so i guess when i say stay in your lane it's not to say um stick to one thing Mm -hmm. but it's like when you get into a a new field a new arena it's to just understand who you're speaking to who you're selling to who you're aligning yourself to and sticking with that you know because realistically you're not going to be for everybody you can't sell to everybody not everyone's going to like your stuff right but based on your brand voice and what it is that you're selling and putting out there there are people who will be drawn to that message and and what you're doing and those are the people you need to go hard for and market to and not try to kind of be the jack of all trades and the master of none you know what i mean so i think when i say stay in your lane to clarify it's more about like finding the people who you align with within that industry i like that no i get where, i get where you're coming from that makes mm. perfect sense i mean hey yeah they, i know like go, gotta, go for it all you know yeah. don't actually let's retract don't limit yourself <laughs> yeah. but find who is like who find your people essentially you know like don't feel like you have to mm. please everybody and right. market to everybody and yeah. be able to pick a product's gonna right. everyone's gonna love because that's not gonna happen mm. right. i like that i mean hey we have like yeezys right so there's that yeah right? <laughs> fair enough fair enough and it's still and it's still working right it works mm-hmm. no i get your point let me ask you this um mm-hmm. shaq was thinking about it earlier shaq i'm just gonna ask you were you were you were wondering if she has a mentor do you think you need one do you have one what's your take on that at this point i think i would love a mentor i think up until now i've kind of just led by like what i've kind of just led with like what comes up within my mind but i kind of feel like i'm almost reaching a spot where it's like i'm running out of resources within myself mm-hmm. and i think it's so important to be able You're to find too big. somebody <laughs> almost but it's almost like I've I've exhausted all of my own resources and my mm. own inspiration and my own yeah. you know trains of thought so I think it's super important to be able to have a mentor who can kind of like bring other perspectives into um into your your viewpoint you know because like right. no no one person can do everything on their own and like at some point like there's only so much you can come up with you know like you know what I mean so um I think that point of having a mentor is actually super important as I grow and that's definitely something I I would love to look into I like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm surprised you, you've gotten to this point without mentorship, though. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely, I definitely, I think, like, my, my education yeah. background, just from having done business kind of helps. Um, and I've also done a couple of programs within the city that are, like, business incubators that kind of offer a lot of direction and, like, you know, resources. Um, but in terms of mentorship, I've never had, but it's definitely something I am looking for, like, now as I, I've, I've really kind of decided I want to expand and grow some more because, um, um, yeah, like, there's only so much I know, which really isn't a lot. You think you, <laughs> so. you, think you need it in the beginning? Um, in the out? beginning i don't think i was really to be honest i didn't really care what anybody had to say i didn't i i honestly didn't want anybody coming in and like tell deterring me, me from my vision yeah like Shit. honestly like sometimes when you tell people your ideas you get shut down yeah they'll come with their yeah they'll come with their you yeah. know like their apprehensions or their input and like when i make a decision like that it has to be a decision i've made on my own i i don't want the input because i need to make sure it aligns with what i want for myself you regardless you don't care what nobody feedback is once you're once you're for sure, you're for sure, you're That's done. A, yeah. That's yeah. the definition of mean a business, is it? That's yeah, crazy. Like I, I really have to lean on my, my intuition because at the end of the day, 
people can understand my brand and my vision, but nobody's going to know it the way I do. So if I'm not firm in that, there's no way I can communicate it to the degree that I see it for people to receive it the way I'm trying to put it out. Wow. Yo, let's talk on that. Because we were saying earlier, mm-hmm. when you're... I think anybody can relate relate to this, but especially let's just talk about us being from the Caribbean. Mm. You say, yo, you're going to start a business. You're going to start... Like anybody a jewel- have their two cents and want to yeah. tell you this and tell you that? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Especially you when it comes to entrepreneurship. Mm. You want to do jewelry? Mm. Oh, no. Kaya's just know, playing around. Literally. Shut- I couldn't have that. How, how many times have you heard this one? You know how many times... You know how... You know how many businesses <laughs> fail within five years? Yes. Or somebody else already doing that. Uh, oh my that? god, you're yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's another thing. So then how <laughs> how was that for you? Have you've heard those things? Definitely. How definitely. did that play into your role and becoming where you are? Was your parents saying that? Was your family saying that? Was your friends saying that to you? You know, my you parents have always been really supportive and like whatever you want to do, do it to the best of your ability and we'll support you. You want to be a garbage man, do it, but do it to the best of your ability and we'll support you. So to be honest, I never really felt like I had um pressure in that sense. I think it was just more of like a society thing. Like it's very seldom that you can be in a creative field and really be lucrative and especially with like you know like we've said like coming from the caribbean like working having a career in the creative field like that's not you know when you're in school preparing to you know do your cxc's and stuff like that nobody's saying okay plan to be you know a designer or plan to be a musician so So for me my pressures or like the apprehensions was more so like i didn't really see as much of it out there are examples to follow so that kind of really um if anything would have been more of a deterrent which is why i kind of had to shut out what i was seeing or not seeing out there Mm. to really kind of pull from what was within because i feel like a lot of businesses they start from like an idea that's so um pure and inherent that doesn't come from anywhere else but you Mm -hmm. and to develop that you really have to zone in and block out um, the all the naysayers and yeah. you know the mm-hmm. doubts and it's so yeah. easy to like you know tell people your ideas and they say one thing and sometimes people don't even have the intention to kind of um, deter you from it it's just like the questions will kind of put doubts in your head and I'm so quick to kind of be able to you know internalize that and because mm-hmm. I know myself I'm like no nah, I gotta block it out and yeah. just really kind of zone in on what I'm hearing and seeing and feeling within myself and use that as my guide L- listen <laughs> Yo, I'm so big on entrepreneurship, right? Huge, not I, working for people. Honestly, guys, for y'all listening and watching, Shaq is the one of the most biggest person I know when it comes to pushing. Just being, uh, what do you? Just not only a business owner, but just working for yourselves. He is. He he doesn't care. He's like, yo. You sell chewing gum, you're the shit. <laughs> he doesn't care. He pushes you to do your own yeah. thing. Shaq, you have a very leadership mind. He's super, super. He's super big on mm-hmm. that. And um, so just you can following imagine your story, how man. inspiring this is for oh, me. I, I mean, so we were in school that. together. <laughs> yes, we were in school. To, this, okay, so this, all right. So this is why I'm so hyped for you being on this because I want people to listen and really understand that. It can be anybody can really, do this. Anybody, right? realistically, anybody. And I know people always say, oh, it could be anybody. Well. But for real, like, for real. It can. Like, if I could do it, I'm telling y'all, anybody could do it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, under, you're underplaying yourself because the, the fact that you're so short and the way how you're doing things and how nobody can, you don't take no for an answer. A lot of people, I mean, I've seen so many people start businesses mm-hmm. and they're like, you know what, it's, it's, I can't do it. Or nobody's taking me seriously. 
like, or something popped up and now it's and it's, i think I that's what stop. like the basis of entrepreneurship is it's your mindset it's not your ability to find resources it's not your ability to you know like it's think of mindset. a business plan all those things you can acquire you can ask somebody you can do research you can educate yourself but mentally mm-hmm. you have to be strong enough to understand that there's going to be so much um it's it's a volatile thing to be in entrepreneurship. So mentally, if you know you can't take that, then you already count count yourself out. Because anything else you can learn, we learn something new every day. We have the ability right. to learn something new every day. And right. if you don't know anything, if you at least improve on it one percent in a year, you could be an expert. So yeah. that yeah, shouldn't yeah, deter you. What that's you facts. need to nurture is your mindset that's over facts. anything. Holy gems, 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 gems. gems. No yeah, joke. Like my mom, like you have to nurture your mindset more than anything. Everything else you can acquire on the way. That's that fact. isn't that shouldn't be the the basis of your determination to be an entrepreneurship to be an entrepreneur you just have to know your i don't even want to say your full vision because a lot of times people start things and they don't even true, have a true. full vision and that's I okay agree. but you have to know your intention right and kind of like why you're doing it like they always say oh no you're why and that's so freaking cliche but it's like it's honestly you have to know and understand what you're doing it for mm-hmm. and just at least just know that you love it if, if anything just know that you love it so whatever comes into play whatever you know throws you off track mm-hmm. that won't set you back completely like don't yeah. get me wrong i have yeah, my yeah. days i yeah, have every other course. day where i'm like oh my god f this i'm gonna go work for <laughs> Yo, somebody i'm done I this is a lot like <laughs> yeah. I just want to be on a payroll, but because you have a lot on your plate, yeah, yeah, you know. But at the end of the day, it's because I love it, and that trumps everything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So right. yeah, it really all goes back to the mindset, really and truly. Was it something you always wanted to do? Um, like growing up, did did you study to 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 start making it or? Um, yeah, like growing else? up, I always loved doing arts and crafts. So like mm-hmm. when I left high school in Antigua, my my plan was to be a, a fashion designer, but really? I didn't get into the program. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. I'll just do it as an internship on the side and work for somebody to get to learn it. Because yeah. um, I didn't get accepted into fashion design program. So I found a designer that was local and I was working with her, but I couldn't sew for shit. So that was like, okay, I can't do this. <laughs> so I kind of had to redirect. Yo, and pe- then Julie okay, so, so, Wait, wait, so, wait. Hold on. So, People need to hear the right, nitty gritty, right. the struggle, <laughs> yeah. the struggle. Yeah. So talk about that. What was that experience like? Yeah, I felt defeated because I already felt like, oh my God, this is over before I even started. I applied to the program, I didn't get in. So then I was like, oh my God, like what am I going to do? You didn't have how a backup did you, plan. How did you come up with that though? Um, With what? That you wanted to be a fashion designer. Um, I just always liked making things growing up. Like I was always into arts and crafts. So I was like, okay, design would be a good, you know, a good avenue. When I was young, a teenager, I'm like, oh, I love fashion. I know fashion. I'm going to be a fashion designer. <laughs> right. You know, every, okay. every young girl says. Mm-hmm. But then... Is that is that really a, a thing that young girls normally say? I don't know if I've really... I, I have no idea. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, a lot of people think just because they like fashion, they can work in it. But gotcha. fashion is a hard... It must be. It's nitty-gritty, man. Like, Yo, it's a lot of input and not as much output, to be honest, you know? So, it's like, that's why you really got to love it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I thought I was going to be a fashion designer. I applied to the school. They said no. So, already, I was like, oh, my God. My dream shut down. But, no. see, that, I couldn't let that deter me. So, I said, okay, what else can I do to gain those skills... And, you know, still move forward. So I went to school for what I think I started off in, like, what was it? Communications. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. The, and the then dreaded I, communications. Yeah. No. The, <laughs> right? I think everybody in our graduating freaking class did communications because nobody knew what we wanted to do. None of us were good at anything in particular. So, you know, yeah. it was general. I'm going to communicate with people. Yeah. No. Like, yes. whatever the frig that means. So I just went into that. And then I found a designer to work with um, on the side. And she was, like, an actual fashion. And she had her own line. So I'm like, okay. I pitched her to intern for her. Wait, and, um, but talk about that. How did you get into that from communications? 
How did you find the person and be like, I'm going to intern? Um, like I literally just saw her on Instagram and I loved her work, you know? So I think it's really about aligning, with, aligning yourself with people you want to emulate, I guess, to some degree. But you know? reached out. No, Did somebody t- give you that idea? Did you just... Um, No, I just decided to reach out to her because I'm like, well, if I'm not going to learn it in school, I got to learn it somewhere else because I wanted to be a fashion designer. So because I couldn't do it in school, yo, yo, I said, what's going to be the crazy other crazy to me. So that's what I mean when I say, like, when you uh, someone tells you, no, there's a million ways to get it. Find another one. You know Kaya, what I mean? Kaya. Kaya, Kaya. I, I that's don't, I not. Don't think, I don't think you realize. I don't think she does. How I don't amazing think she does. that mindset really is. Oh my gosh, really? No, that. I don't. Th- yeah. How I, many people are one track, I, single yes. track minded and they would have gotten shut down and that would have been yeah. it and then they would just be working a nine to five, right? Mm-hmm. You message somebody on social media and be like, yo, yeah. I like what you're doing. I, I'd love to work for you. That's exactly you what I did. You think that's common? That's exactly what I, I thought it was. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I actually thought, I thought that's what everyone did. Like, most you know, people, just find an internship or something. Most <laughs> people would think the thought and as soon as they think it, they'd be like, nah, they would never accept me. Why would they accept me? Well, that happens to me a lot but i mean because i i was so you know i love this idea of wanting to be a fashion designer i was i was mobilized to be honest by that because there's so many times something else will happen and i have this brand grand idea but i kind of like just deflated and kind of just you know i just kind of dumb it down but i it goes back to just like because i loved it i was so pushed by that you know that idea so that's why for me i always goes back to like if if you're in entrepreneurship make sure what you you're doing you love because Whatever throws you off, that that love and that drive has to be the the driving force, the you know? Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I hit her up and I was like, Oh, like can I work for you? She said, Yeah, no problem. So I started working for her and I was terrible. Um, it was actually so embarrassing. Like she'd have me sew things and it'd be a complete mess. <laughs> So that wasn't going too well. But then she kind of um, started, she did like a lot of like beaded jewelry work. So I was like, okay, maybe I could kind of pivot was, into what's that? that. She did a lot of like beaded jewelry work. So like um, bracelets and stuff with like beads and, um, you know, like simple like jewelry assembly type stuff. So that's kind of what gave me the idea to kind of look in a different direction. Because clearly the, the the universe was telling me fashion design is not your thing. <laughs> Between not getting something to the program, not being too good when I actually finally tried it. Right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think it's really about just being able to be flexible and pivot. Like, yes, you have to have your vision and you have to stick to it, but you also have to be willing to kind of budge and move when you see certain things are not going in the direction you want it to. So, but still figure it out. So the underlying thing for you was though, that you wanted to create stuff. She wanted to create. Yeah. And clearly do her own thing. Right. But it's interesting though, that the, the design thing was like a, well, not the design thing, the jewelry making thing was sort of like a. A random backup plan that came into play. Yeah, it really did. And then you're killing it. (laughs) Yeah, I know that kind of worked out very serendipitously. (laughs) That is crazy. Honestly, I think when it comes to entrepreneurship, right? You can do anything. I, I was I was about to say, I feel like now you could really do it. In this day and age, I go onto Instagram and I see people selling like the most simplest things. I'm like, see, anybody could really do it. Yeah. Anybody could. It's really just about kind of having that belief within yourself. Like you said, the the mindset too. Like the mindset. Mm, fair enough no so then let me ask you now that you're actually like selling mm-hmm. your products is all over the place you're you it's on this person it's on that celebrity i'm i've seen this one girl i don't remember her name she's in a uh you know jazz cartier the toronto uh oh, yeah, raptor, yeah. rapper mm-hmm. i saw this girl was in his video wearing your stuff and then i saw her on your profile <laughs> i don't know her name um man i just saw i, I know i'm trying to like 
think back, but it's not she's a she's right a now. she's it's, a it's too regular. A vixen it's too, here. It's too common. But Rich. it's a it's a girl here, and I I know I saw her in, on your profile the other day. But yeah, I'm like yo, I knew that was like Kyer's stuff. But oh, I love it's that. like. <laughs> I love it's that like it's recognizable. It is. Well, it is. It's 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 like you said though. I know you're into the the customizing, mm-hmm. you know, but realistically speaking, how does it, or what is it like now that you're actually selling to people and then you know us being from the Caribbean where people love ask for discount like yo um your family you know I know your family long time no let me get <laughs> let me get you know take off a 10% especially being a woman mm. a woman in business does that happen to you or it doesn't what what is what's that like? Honestly, thankfully, um, that doesn't happen like very often. I mean, if anything, like um, a lot of times I would almost like give the discounts. It's mm-hmm. just almost like a thank you, you know, especially when I was starting out. Um, and I think that way would kind of really help build like customer loyalty in that sense. Mm-hmm. But um, to be honest, I'm really grateful that like a lot of people, when they want to buy something from me, they're, they, they really want to buy. They're not here for the discount. It's like they're really here to like invest in my business and my idea. So mm. um, that's been a huge blessing that's for me. Good. Um, but I also don't take it too personal when somebody, mm. you know, is asking for a discount. I feel like a lot of people do, right, Shaq? Well, I mean... I definitely see how and, and why. Yeah, because, because it's like, yo, you're struggling to, to get your mm-hmm. thing off the ground. And, and you're, you're not going to... And you a half-assed yeah. offer for your thing that's valuable. And that's you know, right. you worked your ass off for that. I see it and all the time. It mm-hmm. happens in entrepreneurship, right? Definitely. Where but I think a lot of times, off. too, they may not be clear on the value. You know what I mean? If somebody's asking for a discount, maybe they don't think it's worth that so it's either for you to mm, kind of mm-hmm. meet them halfway and manage that Ooh. expectation to say no this is how what my my brand is this is a value this is who we are for and if it's not for you, you can find somewhere else but i think it's about kind of going back and understand okay maybe why are they asking for a discount you know what i mean right because when people are there to buy they're there to buy but if they're asking for a discount maybe there's like a bit of an alignment that's not um fully there and they're not fully understanding the value um, not to say it's justified for them to ask for a discount because if mm-hmm. you're gonna buy something, you better come there with all your friggin' money and ready right, to right. As, you know? yeah. as you, you should. wouldn't, you wouldn't go to Tesla like, yo, give me a discount. Right, but that's, exactly. But, but I'd be, I'd be on, unre- it'd be unrealistic to think that that does not happen in our, in our community. It oh, happens sure, very for often. Sure, for that's sure. the thing. Yo, yeah. brother man, why, yo, come on, Shaq. You know if I'm so long kayak, come on, man, you be in the same same daycare. You can't give me a little <laughs> discount. But I they think do that. you know what happens. There comes a point though where. You, it shifts, right? Mm. It goes from you need to get this out to everybody to now everybody sees the product all over the place, the value. So mm-hmm. now, like you said, the value. And then now that everybody realizes the value, mm-hmm. now they want you more than, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Now that okay, you need okay. to push them. So you're basically saying Kai has just elevated she to passed. that point where nobody passed, even you. like... I'm not. I can't even ask for a discount. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised you even respond to me. Yeah, I can't. Nothing. Yeah, okay, real okay. shit. Real all shit. right, because man, I see it all the time. I see people because that's usually the problem. So, what basically what I'm gonna ask you is for people who's coming up and they're trying to get into the business, selling different products. How should they look at something like that? Because it it does happen. People get frustrated all the time. Like yo, so and so asking me for a discount, or so and so doesn't support my business how was that for you coming up were you getting support how should they look at that where it's like um most people think it has to be monetary for mm-hmm. you to be like yo you're not supporting my business brother me and you can't be friends oh um you can't even buy one jewelry from mm-hmm. me what's going on how yeah, was that I what think was that your take on that's very common and i think it's very easy to kind of 
be deflated by those ideas but i think when you're doing business you always have to think like it's not personal you know like as a business owner you have customers and they are taking their hard-earned money and investing it into your business when they buy a product so at the end of the day you have to think like how can i um project this value to the customer so that they are ready to pay that full value too you know and i think it goes the same for support you know because at the end of the day whether it's your family and friends, at the end of the day, they could be a customer. So you really have to understand that you ultimately have to sell sell it to them, you know? Like mm-hmm. not everybody's going to jump on your bandwagon just because of your friend, you know? Right. If, if you want them to yeah. share your business and to, you know, pass it on to the people, you have to make sure it's credible and they're comfortable enough to tell people about your exactly. business, you know? Yeah, so. Yeah. That's why you can't right. take that support thing very personal because if they haven't supported, maybe they're not, they don't understand how serious you are about your business. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that's not coming through as much for them to know and like, okay, this is serious and this looks good and I can pass this on to somebody else. You know, like the same way you would give a referral, you know, to a friend about something, you want to be able to give a strong referral about someone's business. So, I mean, I definitely always tell people like, don't take it personal if at the beginning you don't have the full support of everybody. Cause it's like, you still have to communicate to them what your business is and the value is. So right. if, Nobody, if they're not yeah. supporting you, maybe they don't understand the full breadth of this business and like how serious you are and the quality and you know, all that com- that comes with the business. So right. nobody wants us to, to push Something, something that's not you know 100 percent. you know yeah. exactly or, the same way you wouldn't yeah. tell you know bring somebody who like let's say you know of a job like and you want to tell a friend like right. you're going to be very critical about the person you suggest for that job because you know there's it's your name on the line yeah, yeah and similar with business when you tell somebody about a business you're expecting them and you're, you're telling them with the attention like oh here's this business i think you should you know buy and like you know buy something from them and invest your money in them to some degree right. so if you're going to say that like the business has to be has to be set up in a sense and a way that people can see that value and be willing to put into it. You know, if, if you're doing something as a hobby mm-hmm. and you're expecting to get the same type of response as a full-time business, there's a bit of a disconnect, right? Because you're operating it as a hobby, but you're expecting the same return that a business would. And those are two very different things. Unrealistic. So, yeah. Unrealistic. You know, like everyone starts out small, definitely. And I think it's always a while to build a following and support. And even I had that, like I, to be honest, my, my twin sister didn't buy from me until I can't even remember how far into the business <laughs> I was. Oh, Lee, you know how, long, I mean? how long? And like, she supported me, but right. like Last her year? too, Mm-hmm. it's like sh- if you're paying into business like this has to like if i'm gonna wear this every day this has got to be good quality you know what i mean yeah, when i yeah. first started out the quality wasn't that great so yeah. like what does everyone want to spend their money on something where quality isn't 100 percent? you know so you have to think of it from like the customer's point of view twin can't take it so personal you know because business nothing's personal it's like it's it's a tr- it's a transaction at the end of the day that's right, true right. It's, so, it's just business like everybody's yeah it's just business. yeah, yeah right, but cool. I, I get why people are deflated by that and you know like once you when, when you don't have support when you're starting out it's so easy to say you know what frick this I quit. I'm not doing anymore. I don't have support. But that takes a while. You know what I mean? With anything. So don't let that be the reason why you say, like, I'm not going to do this business anymore. Because realistically, support is earned. It's not... It's not just given, you know. I agree. Support comes in so many ways. If somebody can't pay for something, like, you know, they can... If they're telling you about your business, take that support, you know? Like, don't be upset because they're not buying something just yet. Well, word of mouth is the the best advertising. Somebody could come and buy something one time and that's it. But if you you have another friend who's ready and willing to tell everybody everybody about your business, take that support and really, you know, value that support. Do Do you find that you get more support from your people, like our people? Or is it just the random people 
that just you know maybe like a pop-up shop or mm-hmm. something and they're the ones that when i first started out was a lot of strangers that would support more mm-hmm. so than um like friends and family you know like yeah. everyone was always supportive of my idea and like never right. told me oh don't do it but in terms of like sales and customers it was usually a lot of strangers you mm-hmm. know what about right now where you've reached this level of you know magnitude i'd say i think the the strangers just outweigh the family and friends at this point yeah Yeah, definitely but it's really nice to kind of have a lot of family and friends and like my mom's friend wants this or you know a friend of a friend has this coming up and they need this made so it's really nice to kind of see that network growing in terms of like word of mouth where it's like it's spreading through your network you know past your network where you know they're now telling you know their um friends and associates and stuff like that so i'm definitely seeing a lot more like oh this person told me about you Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that's been really, um, really nice to see, you know, that like people can vouch for me and they're like comfortable saying, oh, I, I'll refer you to Kaya. She can do this for you. So that's been probably the most rewarding, you know, because they are they those are the ones who really vouch for you. Yes. Yeah, so, you know what? We've been thinking about doing a giveaway for a while. And what's a better time to do a giveaway with crown is here. We figured we'd have been able to give a few of the, the, the listeners something special. Yes, sir. All right. So we have three gifts that we wanted to give away. Um, I'm not even going to give you all the details. We don't want to give you all too much. But let's just say you're getting, you're getting some nice pair of hoops. <laughs> um, we're giving away a, a bracelet. Mm-hmm. Is that right? What's the, what's the next thing? It was a hoops was bracelet. And uh, there's a necklace in there. And it was a necklace. So it's one of each. And basically, all you got to do is uh, listen to Shaq. All right. <laughs> so so for, um, for, for you to enter into the giveaway, and um, just so my woman realizes, she can't be part of the giveaway. She's been asking. She's been yeah. dying for this. Yeah. She, she really it, badly huh? wants a piece. All right. Anyway, for you to enter into the giveaway, you have to like or subscribe and share on both the rum table and crown's instagram pages that's all you got to do that's Two all you got to do yep very it's, simple. it's very simple mm-hmm. this is the 10th episode we're drinking 10 year old english arbor and comment the code very symbolic and <laughs> we got the iconic crown trust me at one at some point she's going to be an icon and game. did you Thanks, mention God. what the code is for the thing i did not so the code is so should we start over this whole thing so the code is crowned the way kaya spelt it in the start of the episode should i give them another uh, reminder yep. sure <laughs> k-r-w-n-d that is it right there <laughs> so um just comment the code follow the rum table follow crowned it's i am crowned on instagram and that's it that's your entry into the giveaway and you can have one of the three prizes right and for those who don't know it's at the rum table on uh, IG as well. That's right. For the other part. So, all right. I want to get back into, I want to get back into certain things. Let's get at, into it. At what point, I know you, I know you said you, you have done this full time um, for about a year. At what point did your family and friends really get behind the idea of this is what you do now? Like, um, this is who you are. I think from when I started, everyone knows, like, when I make a decision, that's it. Okay. So, nobody really questioned it. My family's always been very supportive in that. Like, they always kind of speak life into my ideas and dreams. So, that's always been a real big blessing. Um, I think, if anything, what I battle with most is, like, my own self-doubt or, like, 
kind of comparing myself to like what other people are doing or you know what I mean or like right. oh everyone's doing this but I'm doing this so mm-hmm. um luckily it's never really been too much of my family they've always really supported I think it's more so me dealing with like my own you know um small doubts yeah yeah yeah, yeah cuz that's that's very real and that's very prevalent you know what I mean we don't always know what we're capable of um so it's really like it's until you actually go and try it, and even then, sometimes it's like you're doing it, but you still don't even know. Oh my gosh, is this good? Is this? Am I doing this right? You <laughs> right, know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, my family's always been, has, has always been very supportive. Okay, and at first, because um, I know I've had this in the past with myself, where I didn't, I, I didn't really know how to um, put a price tag mm. on my products, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, in my head, oh, this my stuff is. Not as good Probably as like the way top too expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do I actually value this? So Ooh, that's a good. How question. did you overcome that problem for yourself? Go yeah, on. that was definitely something that like kind of took me a while to navigate. But I mean, if anything, at least start with just making sure that sh- whatever you put in, you get you get your money back. And I think as you kind of grow, then you can kind of position your pricing a bit harder. But I mean, if you're just starting, I think the best thing is really to just make sure whatever you're putting into it, you're getting it, it back. So your costs have to make sure you cover all materials, your overhead, um, and just make sure that your price includes what you need to kind of manage your business. And then as you get more into it and you kind of see the value you bring and kind of like the brand equity, then you can kind of increase it a little bit. But I think for me, like I always want to be affordable, you know, like even for me as a buyer, I sometimes I have to stop and look like, would I spend <laughs> this on my piece? Jeez. And sometimes I say no and I have to rethink my price. Right, so, right. <laughs> um, Jeez. How, did you, how did you learn that though? Was it like from just shopping or did you go to school for it? How did you realize that, yo, you know, I got to adjust my price this way because um, I just I'm speaking from experience. So mm-hmm. I've seen people who've just gotten into business and they think they're making money. Yeah. And then you realize, wait, no, that's just revenue. Now I at the end of the year you realize you didn't make shit I because yeah. I didn't take out all the expenses and right. the taxes and then this. as you said, your overheads and all of that. So Yeah, so did, online if you go online, there's a lot of um formulas. You can literally plug in like your cost to make it, how mm-hmm. many ta- how many wow. hours you spent, um, how much you would like to value your hourly rate. So definitely look into the, those type of prices. You just how did you came across the formulas though? You just Yeah, like I would just search like how to price your products okay. and like um how to price handmade products. So when I first started out I was doing a lot of handmade stuff, so I'd have to value and con- and um take into consideration my time Mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of formulas online that it's literally like you'll it'll give you a breakdown of like you gotta multiply you know your materials times how long you spend times um you know like how much you value your hourly rate and that's kind of how i started Mm. at least with my base price i didn't even know about that yeah yeah i know that's super important because then when you do that you make sure you're at least getting back what you at least put in so even if you're just breaking even at least you're covering that cost of what it took to make it that's right um, and sometimes when you're just starting out, you can't really focus too much on the profit. You just kind of got to make sure, okay, at least I'm breaking even. I don't right. have to care too much about profit, you know, because right. that for me... You're getting your name out there and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to kind of, you know, be willing to wiggle, but still make sure you can be sustainable. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like when I first started, I was doing a lot of handmade stuff. So a lot of the time I spent to make something, I couldn't even put that into my price because it would make it so much crazier yeah, than it was expensive. really even valued, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's being able to take heed Adjusting. and find the balance between... Jeez like making sure your costs are covered but also understanding like okay as a buyer put yourself in that position would you pay this much for that you know right right um so that's kind of what kind of helped me keep that balance when i first started out but yeah those formulas are super important because i'm not a math person
person. Yeah. I don't really always, you know, like <laughs> I understand think, I numbers. Anybody can relate to that. I mean, you're super <laughs> so, calculated, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I gotta rely on these formulas <laughs> and stuff. Because if I no, leave it up to me, oh gosh. Yo, this is the first time I'm hearing money. about the formulas now. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That can work formulas. for anything. For like literally anything. Like mm. even if you're just wholesaling something or drop shipping. Like yeah. there are like you can. There's pricing formulas. You know, gems that'll take into consideration how gems. much the product Holy. was. You know, you can calculate into the shipping as well. You know, like all that kind of stuff. So are these free? Are you paid for the formulas? Yeah, or no, they're free. Like get on Google and you can just search like <laughs> pricing formulas and stuff like that. But um, yeah, and I also definitely recommend just like using templates like cash flow templates and stuff like that that are already set that you can kind of start plugging in your your costs and like you know what it takes you to make things so that you can at least start um having a clear view of what your numbers are even if you don't really understand them and just kind of start building that base of like the foundation because like okay you can make things all you want but if your the back end isn't tight, which is like you're understanding what's coming out and going in with right, your money, then right. it's like you'll just be a starving artist for the rest of your life. So, mm. you know, definitely kind of do your research and understand what type of numbers you need to know and like what, you know, what type of um, just things you have to keep your eye on when it comes to the financial side of things just to make sure you can stay afloat, you know. That makes sense. Because for takes, a while, you won't be making much profit. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That you know, takes that's, yeah. from hobby to business, right? Yeah, knowing exactly. Your knowing mm-hmm. your numbers. And mm-hmm. I'm not a numbers person, so I need to make sure, okay, if I don't understand numbers, at least let me make sure I'm tracking them so that I can have them there so that if I go to an accountant or, you know, mm-hmm. I need some help, they True. can see what I'm working with and we're not starting from scratch, you know? Right. So, yeah, definitely just keep, um, keep count and just understand, like, everything you're putting into your business, make sure you have some type of... Um, way to kind of just track that because otherwise you're spending 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 and you're not even realizing what you need to price things at to be able to make that back so right yeah okay so um all right so we we started from the start mm-hmm. we started where you came from mm-hmm. we started we went to um the islands mm-hmm. your your whole getting into it which was you just creating stuff that you wanted for yourself that yeah. you liked and uh people who started asking the sh- and questions. the struggle you can't forget the struggle but <laughs> the the very the hard nose. struggle yes for sure um and the grind mm-hmm. the yeah. grind and then mm-hmm. you now get into this point um for people out there that they have their business and they're maybe getting into it getting into the actual flow like how you've gotten into what exactly are you looking at for the future now as your mind, your perspective shifts as things continue to progress? Um, Definitely expansion, but I kind of also do have to kind of be intentional with expansion because, like, not all opportunities are great opportunities. True. Um, <clears throat> when you say that, what do you mean for those that don't understand? Um, I would just say, like, as you start to expand and, like, a lot of times expansion means like whether like you're housing your stuff um, like at a store or you're doing more collaborations um, and other kind of people are getting involved and like there comes to a point where like there's a bit of a cut in the money. You know what I mean? Where you kind of start to owe other people. So like let's say if you're mm. bringing your stuff to a store, mm-hmm. they're going to take a cut, um, mm. stuff like that. So um, that's why I say not all opportunities are good opportunities. You need to make sure that whatever opportunities you take on kind of align with your brand vision. Mm. Um, but for me, I definitely want to expand in the sense of um, doing more solid gold stuff. I do a lot of gold-plated stuff now. Um, and I have started working with real gold in the past two years, but I definitely want to um, establish that um, that branch a lot more just because I feel like as black people, we are some of like the biggest consumers of gold. 
and it's so hard to find um, people who look like us to buy it from. Yeah, facts. that's true. That's yeah, that's and that's another so thing facts. with gold that's so important because we spend so much money on things that don't necessarily give a solid return. So I yeah. think with gold, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's right. something that you can pass on. Of that's course. something that you can trade in for cash. So that's something that's I right. want to kind of look mm. more towards because mm-hmm. it just offers more value um, for the customer at the end of the day. Um, so for me, expansion looks like just kind of building that leg of the business and kind of um, focusing more on like the solid gold operations and just kind of um, just getting my brand more out of Canada and kind of I would love to kind of do some more work in the States, do a lot more costume designing type stuff. So mm, I can so, see yeah. you doing that. Yeah. I can see you doing that for sure. It just we just need to just give just spread it as much as possible yeah, but really i don't truly. see why not yeah exactly right um I you think, think um you being a black woman in a in a business field independent and everything i feel like um does that how does that play in terms of your day-to-day life is that intimidating to, to guys i feel like it is you it, know what i, I sit so. here and say no Really but I so? guess that could be biased. Like I don't know, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um I was so oh, I don't I don't think I'm intimidating. I'm I feel like I'm a relatively soft spoken girl. You, like I'm your, not very confrontational. You, your mindset is so strong. Shot, right. what do you think? Am I no, lying? No, no, I You guys I are probably able to give me more insight on this than I could. I, I <laughs> help, know help for a sister fact. out. I know for a fact. fact. Right? I know for a fact there's people out there that would be intimidated by a strong minded woman like Yeah, like I can I, say I definitely haven't had many long term relationships. What, so maybe I'll more. What would be the reason you think? How, what, how, what has been the reason? Um, well, you've been doing this for, what, seven years? Yeah. So about, yeah. So then what would be... Because I know my viewers are going to ask me, yo, you didn't ask her what her situation is with her mans, them. How is it? <laughs> right now she's, there's no mans. She's run, but then they'd be <laughs> oh, like, yo... Lee, you said that. How much mans are so then, like, Yeah, you know. yo, I'm gonna, we're going to plug in her DMs. So no, just really, cool. No, we're gonna, single and ready to mingle. <laughs> all right, hear that. You heard it here. But... The thing is, though, they're going to be intimidated because your head is on. Your head is on top of your body. But I always thought that's what men want. Like, don't they want somebody who can bring something to the table? That's what they say, but they lie. (laughs) No, no, no. It's not only just that. It's like, you're so driven, right? It's also in the back of of the men's mind. Majority of men know they're not going to be as driven as you. But who said they're going to get left behind? But who says that driven women always need somebody who's just as driven? I just want you to love what you do at the end of the day, right? Like I don't need you being a business owner and like you know making a million dollars. Like who said who said that? Okay, so y'all heard it. Y'all heard it from her herself. You don't need to be that guy, okay? But as I know, as a man, you think that way though. It's because it's an ego thing. It's definitely an ego thing because a driven woman just wants a supportive partner. They don't necessarily need somebody as driven as them. Like yeah, that'd be great. You know, we're both trying to get it. But who's to say you have to be an entrepreneur to be driven? Like why can't someone who's working nine to five be driven? Like you know what I mean? No, because you see, you just said support. Mm -hmm. In terms of men, men don't want to be support we okay. want to support you okay. and your business we want you to we want you to be like uh what's the word is it like submissive in a sense where you're just like when, well yeah that goes and back i can to be totally submissive like i love a man who knows how to lead you know what i mean mm. So you, and, you and that's that. what a lot of women want. We don't need somebody who's gonna. But be... you're coming, Kaya. You're coming to Kaya where my name is out there. <laughs> it's like, who are you? Who's this bum? Who's this bum trying to mingle? This man. This man don't know what he wants. <laughs> I, and that's the thing. And guys are intimidated by that. So it's it's hard. I'm, it must be hard. It's also your poise, right? Because you already know what you're about. Right. 
So any any woman that fully knows what she's about is gonna intimidate a man. Absolutely. What does he have to bring to the table yeah. different than what you already got? Mm-hmm. You already know what you're about. He can't help you find that. You you've already found that. And that's not really a man's job. His job is to kind of add to that. You know, like if if you're an independent woman and you're loving your life, like you don't necessarily need somebody to take the lead. You just want somebody you can enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy the success with you. Yeah. Know? And somebody who who supports you and support. I'm not saying support from a, like a, a monetary standpoint. Like somebody who can encourage you and can kind of like get you to you know to reinforce your ideas and validate your ideas. You but know? you see, that's the thing. Mm. Most guys would be like, "Yo, I rather be, I rather be there from the start." When Kai is like building her business up, I rather be there and I'd be like, "Yeah, man, Kai, go on, make that thing better. <laughs> go on, make that." <laughs> You know, but it's Rather like I, coming after, I'm it's coming in after, and I'm like, oh my god, this girl is on a website. <laughs> <laughs> I barely know how to spell website. You know, it's and that's the thing. We're, we're so shunned. We don't want to down. We really, guys, would not admit to that. But we we're kind of scared to like see you in that light before we even get there. Well, this is right. some great insight for it's me facts. because I saw it the other way. <laughs> it's facts. It's real facts. And it's, it's like it's people, like it's like not, yo, guys, some guys are not gonna admit to that, but it's facts. Mm, and I'm not okay. even coming from the place where I'm not asking my wife to do anything, mm-hmm. or I don't. I push her to do things. Yeah. I actually love the fact that we can build things together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same, same time, it's like it's like it's kind of like you know how some guys wouldn't even. It's like they need to feel needed, or like there's that like is there's exactly something they can what come it in is. and do oh, in this situation. Right. Do you, right. you ever heard a guy right. say that he doesn't get into like a relationship with a woman because she already has a child? Mm. It's Fact. almost um, like facts. that. Okay. You don't want to. You don't want to. You want to. You want to start something rather than you know continue. But that's the thing. I don't need you to contribute to my business. I need you to build what we're building together, which is a family, a household. Yeah, so yeah. that's where you know you need to come in and find your position. That's you know because I already exactly got what I'm what doing here, that's and you it. already got what you're doing there. But we're coming together to build something as a team. The, but okay. the family part, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that answers the question. Mm-hmm. You don't need to feel intimidated by a successful woman. Definitely not. Because she wants you to build a family and a unit between what you guys can both contribute together. Mm -hmm. It's not to say what you can add to what she already has. You guys are coming to build something unique where you guys are both putting your input, you know, and and your experience and your perspectives. So that's what you need to stand on and be comfortable coming in and taking the leadership there. Because women want men who can lead the household, who can make decisions (laughs) for the family, who can say, no, you know what? I think we should do this because this is going to be better for us as a unit long term. Yeah. You know, she doesn't need somebody to tell her what to do in her business. She's already got that. Yeah. But what she doesn't have is a partner to build with. All right. Yeah. So that's where y'all can come in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> they're yeah. even more intimidated now. I, just to let you know. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was about to say, hey, I know even now they're they're moonwalking at this point. They're turning back. This was counterproductive. <laughs> yeah, this is turning back. I but, think I think as a society we place so much value on your income, right? Yeah. True. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Too yeah. much. Right. So. That's Way that's the much. problem right now. But we love to see it. We love to see that you're doing so well and everything is just you're an inspiration. Yeah, Thank you so much. Big. I could say the same about y'all with your families and children. Like that's what I'm working towards. You know <laughs> yeah, what I yeah. mean? So I'm so impressed by how you guys lead your households and you know how you balance fatherhood and still mm-hmm. kind of pouring into you know your own hobbies and what you love and what fuels you. So mm-hmm. that alone, because I I'm like oh I do this and this is what I do and it's great. But like I could imagine doing this and like building a family 
and that's kind of like what you guys are doing you guys are doing what you love you're mm. you're working on top of that providing for your families and you're still there and present 100 right. for your family so right. that in itself is like a balance that people work towards their whole life you know what i mean no, and that's, that's something you guys are doing with ease that's a fact i mean i appreciate that but same I, that I'm, about to, I'm about to go quit my job tomorrow just <laughs> letting you know <laughs> they're inspiring the, me her gems alone I, I have right? no choice <laughs> but let me ask you this because um this is something i've, I've had conversation with my friends for for a long time they always wanted why is it that some women do you think were you would you consider yourself as a type of person who considers uh or, or thinks about their their career more than creating a family or because okay for example there's people who focuses on their career so much specifically women mm -hmm. that um by time they're supposed to or uh, they want to settle down they feel like it's too late yeah they feel like oh my god uh biological clock yeah, I that's that my biggest fear right now because i just you're still dirty. young though no no you're still young yeah no. you're that's still very young the term but, is the biological clock yeah that's but, that, but that's but that's, but that's what i'm shit. saying so they they basically say that yo i'm oh my god i've been focusing so long and doing my business mm -hmm. and getting my business up and running now i'm trying to get a husband mm -hmm. and then I'm trying to have kids and whatever right. that's a whole job right. in itself right so <laughs> what's your take on that because um that's something we've been discussing for a while um i'm not saying you're the person who can uh, are, are doing that i'm saying what's your take on the whole thing well that's actually very super relatable for me because when i look at like my friend group i don't have many like a lot of my friends ha are have are in the stage where they're having kids and they're building their families you know mm -hmm. they're getting engaged married um even just you know have long-term relationships and for me i don't have that so i'm almost like oh my god am i behind the clock you yeah. know what i mean which so, is insane for you to say i guess perspective is everything because I, I i could look at y'all and say oh my god like i don't have any of that you know what mm -hmm. i mean so and you guys look at me and say oh my god you're doing so well so it's really perspective is everything that's and, very true that's a good point point. and i think you kind of have to think of it in the sense that like there's a time and place for everything you know what i mean there's a time to build and there's a time to like you know see that that harvest come to fruition you know so mm -hmm. at some point i'm going to have to i don't want to say slow down but at least make work not necessarily my sole priority because right now for me my work and career has been my sole priority you know mm -hmm. like right, right. for me that always that has always trumped everything you know and i think that's definitely a reason why i haven't had many long-term relationships so i think it's definitely finding that balance and understanding there's a time and place for everything you know what i mean there's a time to build your career but there's also a time to start building your your family too you know so i think it's definitely about finding that balance and realizing you can do both you know they can't always happen simultaneously no, but true. you can shift your priorities to make sure that they are right. both you know sufficient and have enough um time and attention and energy so i'm definitely at that stage i'm like damn i gotta start shifting my focus because i'm gonna have at the end of the day is this damn business right but <laughs> so. do you think it's the reason the reason when you say you don't have long-term relationships is it because of your business do you say because i this, the, my guys and them are always talking about these mm -hmm. kind of things right do you think it's because like you're f just too focusing on your business that you don't really care about so much of the relationship until to one night honest, you're like yeah lonely. yeah one day i looked i'm like oh my god everybody's booed up hold on <laughs> <laughs> you know so i definitely i've had tunnel vision for a long time especially coming mm. here and not having as much support you know it's like me and my sister we both came here at 18 and since then we've just been trying to establish Fuck. ourselves in some way so yeah. for me that always took precedence like if if a man's gonna come in my life and not kind of maintain my peace i can't have that because it throws off everything else in my life you know yeah, what I mean? yeah so um jeez for a lot of reasons you know business ended up just taking priority because at the end of the day that's what's going to bring money to the table and feed me you know and get but then yo man's them are gonna ask though what's more important business 
are, as you say, booed up, mm-hmm. no? And well, at the end of the day, like, family is everything. Your legacy and what you bring into this world is, you know, what... You know, because right. you can be the richest person in the world, but you know what? A lot of these rich have people have the worst share problems because they don't have. That's true. They're not fulfilled internally. They don't. Right. They're not surrounded right. by that, right. that that love. They don't have right. anyone yeah. to give that love to to share the riches and to share the enjoyment. So at the end of the day, it's like you can build up this amazing business and this amazing career and have all this money, but yeah. if you don't have anyone to share, it Fox. literally means nothing. Because you could have Fox. nothing and have an amazing partner and family and feel the richest in the world. True, so at the end true. of the day, I think it all really boils down to that foundation. And that foundation is your family, your partner, mm-hmm. your kids, you know, your extended family, you know, your friends. So ultimately, I think that's really what kind of takes precedence because, you know, you want some people to enjoy that success with. So I mm-hmm. mean, even, even, it even goes down to like, there's homeless people happier than most of us. Really and it truly, though. Kills me, but that's dog. The thing. It kills me. When we you are, see, like, <laughs> we that's are here so giving shit. all our time away for the money, but it's homeless people out here just right living life. simple lives and they're so content you know and we see that in the island so much like we, yes we don't we don't we don't subscribe to that idea of a rat race like in no. the island yeah, we yeah, have work and yeah. after work, done work we go line we have a drink yeah, we yeah, go yeah. beach on the like yeah there yeah, is yeah. such a balance of work life because we understand the value of living life like what's the point of working, working i miss working? home and you you know like here we we all get so caught up in like just working to make money right right and then we look around it's like damn i haven't seen my friend in five months like what that's what happened in the island yeah that's facts and here it's so normal it's so normal normal, that rat race yeah that's facts that's facts like we could all take a thing and learn like the whole world could learn from how we balance things in the islands because for us work is just you know we go to get our money and after that we you know it's it's about like community and you know mm-hmm. fellowship that's right it's not so. it, it shouldn't be all about work i mean mm-hmm. we were just talking about that the after work you finish first mm-hmm. thing you do you think you can have a conversation <laughs> with your fellow co-workers no everybody's rushing Come home on, off the clock yo back yeah. home you can go home and and drink you can beer, drink, drink around. we don't go, go home do and they're like oh my god i have to go to bed and get ready no. for the next day in the islands you go home you lie you have fun you know you've worked all day so you play hard too there's that yeah. balance of soul up here it's Lime. straight in the shower straight yeah. to bed oh my you god, god but i gotta wake up with a crack of dawn tomorrow <laughs> to go to work the next in day. the island like i remember like we used to be up literally till six in the morning dancing and then like yes. we had to work at seven o'clock no big deal i can't no do that big here deal. you can't can't do that you die no by the end of the week you're dead yeah, yeah because we had that balance back home you right know? work hard play hard mm-hmm so i mean man listen i'm so happy for you i'm so proud i am of you so 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 happy i could for really you. say the same about y'all because just seeing y'all as fathers <laughs> that to me is just mind-blowing like honestly mind-blowing just to see you guys in that position leading your families like that's so commendable in itself we appreciate that honestly um Dude. trust me this this was this was a very very special episode to us episode 10 english harbor 10 year old and we got an, a fellow Antiguan to yes, enjoy that with. Back with, with my brothers. Yes. Listen, we we are watching you. We see you killing the game. Thank you we so much. We hope you elevate to the highest set of levels. Oh, I, oh, you will. Thank you, guys. I don't see why not. Hope. You will, you will. I don't see why not. So There's not even time in this podcast for us to talk about all the shit. We no, <laughs> we, would, we would talk about it for hours. <laughs> we, we, we have to end it at some point. I'm so <laughs> humbled. Thank you guys so much. No, thank you for being here. We really, really appreciate definitely, you. The definitely great Rum Table it. podcast. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the rum because I definitely did. And Shout out to that 10 year. <laughs> <laughs> and good luck to everybody in the, um, the giveaway. 
Yes, I look forward to that. Don't forget. Um, and as again, just make sure you follow everybody. It's me, aka Real Big Man Ting, Instagram and Twitter. That's Ting with a Ting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I got my favorite Kaya here right now. Killing the game. Thank you guys for giving me this platform and just this opportunity to kind of, you know, spread the word a bit more. Honestly, thank yes, you so much. Yes, uh, trust me, we appreciate to have you. Uh, no what's problem. your? You can plug in your socials. Uh, yeah, so um, the Instagram for the business is at I am Crown, spelled I A M K R W N D. Uh, my personal Instagram is at Kaya M C K H Y A underscore M C. Sweet, and for your, for those of y'all who haven't looked her up or don't know about her, definitely check her out. She has some unique pieces out there, so yes, um, yes, definitely hit that up as soon as possible. Make sure you buy everything off the website ASAP. We, yes, listen to we wanted buy to buy everything. Every we single wanted to say sold out. <laughs> Yo, it's, hey, it's Christmas is coming up. Valentine's is coming up. There Just you buy your girl things. Then <laughs> set now. yourself up. Man so. and woman for day on the website to buy. Everybody. So. Man for the woman and woman for <laughs> them woman for themselves. Uh, all right. Are <laughs> there women? Are <laughs> there women? Floats their boat. Whatever. <laughs> we appreciate that. And thanks uh, again. Yeah. And it's a uh, check. And uh, just check. That's right. And also, um, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> Ten year old. Boom. Boom. When it's a rum table, yo, Shaq, pick up yourself on this podcast. You know, you don't know a justice or represented. You're listening to the rum table podcast. So, but, you know. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. 
Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com slash covered.